Warning, this podcast is rated effed up for profanity, sexual violence, and potentially disturbing material. If I were you, I'd turn back now. Hello, my spooky darlings. You have found yourself at the Macabre Academy. I don't know what fucked up shit you're into that you found this corner of the internet, but here we are. <laughs> May need to reevaluate your life. Yeah. Don't you fucking dare. I'm a good time. Well, Brandy's always a good time. And then you have me here, Nerdy Witch, uh, also known as Steffi. And lastly, we have Kevin. Fuck Kevin's Kevin. just here. He's just Kevin's here. just here, just doing shit. Being a complete piece of trash because I don't even have my notes pulled up. Because <laughs> we're professionals. Fucking, we're oh, not. fuck. Did I deli- Oh, fuck. Did I get rid of that? Shit. Anywho. I just want to point out before we begin that this is the first October that I've been in where it doesn't feel like October. I have yet to be to a pumpkin patch. I haven't done the haunted houses, all this shit with the, with the, the, the COVID and everybody ruining my Halloween. It doesn't feel like spooky season the way it has in the past. We took my nephew to a pumpkin patch. Yeah. Why the fuck did the- you go without me? Because I went with my mom and dad. But you could have taken me and Amy too. It was Saturday. I would have called off work. I know you would have. <laughs> anyway. Okay, and, and for those of us who are playing along at home, today is the 16th of November, and the betting it's line October, for the, bitch. Yeah, that too. The betting line for the betting line for the election is Joe Biden minus 190 and Donald Trump plus 155. I'm feeling really fucking good right now. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You don't either. But that. anyway, so listen, back to my pumpkin patch story. We took Austin to Cheeseman's Farm up in Portersville. Cheese it. It's a haunted hayride at night. I got banded from that one. I'm I'm not allowed there anymore. I'm proud of you. But all of their signs still say haunted hayride, even though it's like the middle of the fucking day. So this asshole told his class on Monday that his auntie took him to a haunted hayride. (laughs) And then my sister screamed at me. It sounds like a good time. It was a great time. Last time I was there, I did the haunted hayride and I was fine. But then there was a mini haunted house at the end. Oh, no. When I got to the haunted house at the end, my friends started dragging me through the door. And I said, I'm not going in there. And one of the characters popped out behind me when they saw my friend struggling to get me in the door. And I had a little teddy bear in my hand with bat wings on it. And I turned around and sucker punched him with the bear. And they're like, you're not supposed to touch the actors. And I'm like, dude, you fucking scared me. I didn't want to go in there. And they're like, you can never come back here again. And they made me sit there and wait on a bench until my friends finished the haunted house so we could all leave. I love that. Fight or flight, man. I will jump and then I will turn around and fucking sock you in the face. (laughs) I'm the exact opposite, and I curl up into a little ball and act like a potato bug and just, like, hope that you go away. Kev, do you do the haunted houses? Uh, no, but I do need to come – I need to, I do need to be right back because my eyes are blurry and I can't read fucking anything. I'll be right back. Talk with you. Okay, bye. Okay. We're going to talk about you for sure. Brandy, you have to think of the thing when he comes back. I mean, we can talk about it being in my butt. Right, Ooh. right. As soon as he comes back, you have to right. do the thing. I don't know if I can. I've had a whole bottle of wine. That's fine. I'll just cue you up. I also haven't eaten today. 
Brandy. Hi. I'm not okay. I thought we were not going to do the drinking thing for a minute. We we weren't going to do the drinking thing for a minute. And then I was in a good mood. And I was like, hey, I'll just have a glass of wine. And then a glass of wine turned into a bottle of wine. And I baked cookies and a cake. And, I love um, that drunken brandy turned into a bottle of wine, fruit of the vine. All right. So he stuck it where? In my butt. <laughs> what? What? In the butt? <laughs> Kev, you haven't gotten us with one of those in a while. We feel like we were overdue. Just saying. He's got the spectacles. Look at you. I lost my glasses. You're very distinguished with the glasses. Look at you. I'm getting old. I couldn't read my fucking phone. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's going to be me in a couple of years. I have been staring at it for like 48 hours. (laughs) Have you been living on Twitter again? Because my phone's been blowing up. Hi, River. We have a co-host. Hello. Can he, can your cats are like our, our entire mascot next to the tentacle monster. Okay. Brandy, why don't you kick this off? Cause we have a very special episode today and it's not centralized around one exact thing. So if you could tell everybody what we're talking about today. Fucking murders like, on Halloween. Hell yeah. We were overdue for true crime. Yeah, we were. Okay. So are we ready? Because like I, basic outlined these murders and like if you're interested i'll go in and like redo a whole episode on the case because the one i'm definitely doing eat dicks no and the die. point was is to do a mini case that we couldn't do a whole episode out of. oh no i can do a whole episodes out of mini cases don't fucking try me but that's the point of this one no is to put it all together no no, no, no. So that i can, can do anything out of anything and don't try me i no, got it's this. not i'm just telling you the point oh drunk brandy <laughs> We're going to have a talk with Sober Brandy, okay? Wait, we got to give you a drunk name. We're not having any talks with Sober Brandy. She's a sad, depressed person, and she needs to go away. Wait, who? can we call you? What are we calling you? Like, Ginger? Like, what's your drunk name? we got to give you a drunk name. Ooh, I don't know. Kevin, what's my drunk name? Trash. <laughs> no, that's my sober name. It is. What's oh, a yeah. fun girl name? Well, you already what's have a, a good stripper name, so. What's a slutty name? Yeah, we need Brandy? something slutty. What did you say? A good slutty name is Brandy. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna start calling you Ginger when you're drunk. Oh, I'm down. Okay, great. My name is Ginger. Are we ready? Cool. Yeah, we're gonna yes. talk to Sober Brandy later, but we got Ginger today. We're not talking to Sober Brandy ever again. She's trash and no one likes her. That's ready? True. Go. <laughs> Go. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ginger, come on. Tell your fucking story. Okay, so the first one is of the toolbox killers. I knew you were going to do that. <sighs> Didn't somebody just murder your box the other day? True. <laughs> okay, fine. Do you want a different one? Because I have three. No, give the snippet. Go ahead. Just don't drag it out because that definitely is its own episode, the toolbox I killers. Know. So, like, basically, this bitch named Shirley Ledford was hitchhiking home from a Halloween party in 1979. And, like, if we learned anything from the 70s and 80s, it's not to hitchhike and not to answer your fucking front door. So, she got picked up by two men in a dingy old van, which also, fuck no. Like, don't get in the van. Why would you get in the van? Unless it's the macabre bill. We need a van. Surely, we don't get in vans, ever. 
bad news. Oh, we, we could pick up a sweet right-hand drive Japanese van for like five Gs. Actually, my sister said if we hit it big, we're going to have a short bus to hell. Yes. For the macabre mobile. I, I really want wanted to be bus. a right-hand drive, all, right-hand drive, all-wheel drive Japanese van, though. It's like five I mean, Gs. It's fucking awesome. It's open. Both doors open. Both doors open. It's fucking the best. Can it be hot pink? No. We can wrap it any color you want. I don't care. Then Macabre Academy doesn't do hot pink. Purple. Yes. Eat dicks, bitch. Anyway, so back to my story. I'm really good at it. Remember, five-minute blowjob. Listen, I'm getting better at it. Okay, Ginger, do your thing. I'll shut up. Okay. So these two men, two creepy men, the one guy's named Lawrence, creepy name. His last name is Bittaker. At least that's what I'm calling him because I don't fucking care about your life. And the other guy's name is Roy Norris. They were famous for picking up these female hitchhikers and just torturing them. But, like, they tortured them with, like, normal tools. So, like, cool, thanks. You're driving around with a bunch of tools in your creepy rapist van and you're torturing people. No. One of my favorite porns in my teenage years was this one of a girl in a mechanic shop, and they shoved, like, wrenches in her asshole. There was something Steph, about it. It was so Steph, good. Steph, I need to know who hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people. That's why I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, I just need to know who hurt you. You want the list? That. I was <laughs> saying, that's a big Excel spreadsheet. I don't think we can send that. <laughs> Obviously, these motherfuckers took pictures of the victims while they were doing this. Because what serial killer masochist fucking I'm gonna rape you with tools? Please say it was a Polaroid. There's nothing better than a Polaroid. It was 79. It was probably a fucking Polaroid. Yes. I miss so, Polaroids. I, mean, I, they, I, I had one at my wedding. Hey! I'm talking! Nobody cares. <laughs> okay, you're not wrong, <laughs> I'm a sad, lonely girl. No, Sophia loves you. You got to tell your story. You got to do her proud. You're right. I love Sophia. She's my favorite. So anyway, back to my story. Um, so they tortured this bitch, Shirley, and then they dumped her on someone's lawn. That's just rude. So, right? Like, you don't even know the bitch you dumped on the lawn. Whatever. So well, they, they, Somebody else has to deal with it now. Like, at least take it to, like, a secluded area where it's, like, a park ranger who's getting paid for this shit. <laughs> that's a fucking random, that's just a fucking rando homeowner. Isn't there, like, a, a zoning law where you're not allowed to dump on the lawn? Yeah, no dumping, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're torturing people with tools. I don't think they care about no dumping laws. <laughs> Listen, you can only violate one law at a time. <laughs> that's why if you're, like, that's why if you're, like, holding drugs in your car, don't speed. Okay, right, so just anyway. break one law. All you gotta do is break one law at a time. That's all you gotta do. You'll be fine. That's how you okay. No drugs. Don't 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 skip on your taxes. Hey, hey, I'm talking. Ginger. Hey, are you ready? I'm talking. So don't do that. You're gonna torture a sound maiden because your voice is crackling when you get that close to your microphone. I love you. So they tortured her, dumped her on a lawn. And she became their fifth and final victim. They did this to five fucking people and didn't get caught. At least it wasn't six. (laughs) So anyway, these fuckers 
Bittaker was sentenced to death, but we didn't get to kill him. He lived until 2019 and died of natural causes. Perfect. Fucker. Love that for him. And then Norris was a little bitch and made a deal because he cooperated in the investigation, and he only got 45 years to life. I don't know if he's dead. I really hope so. That's sloppy research if you don't know if he's dead or not. Listen, yeah, hi, I read Even one I article. did better research than that. <laughs> I was drunk and I read one article, and you can suck a fucking dick. Thanks. I'm really good at it. Quit telling me you are that. I'm getting better at it. I mean, I can give you some tips. That's fine. Just the tips? See if she likes it? Hey, OnlyFans. <laughs> how to give a proper five-minute blowjob. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Tell me if you want an OnlyFans. Hey, what else What else do you have for us since you uh, busted um, out box killers early? Great. So I have Martha Moxley. And this oh, one. Time like, to go do some more research. Oh, wait. Was this yours? Yeah, don't worry about it, though. Oh, no. Fuck. I leave it. Leave research. it. Leave it. Continue. Yeah. Save it for cats. I barely did research. I had a half a paragraph. But that's a good fucking one, Kevin. Um, no, leave it for him. Yeah, I am. Fuck you. Back onto my third case. Fuck. You wish. Maybe one day. The five-minute blowjob works on women, too. Great. Teach me. (laughs) I'm willing to learn. Anyway, so this one is Peter and Betty Fabiano. And I really like their last name because, like, Fabiano is a good name. Do you guys remember Fabio with the the locks? Yes. With the the locks. Oh, my God. I got to Google a picture of what he looks like now. Oh my god, probably not cute. Anyway, he was just in a commercial a couple of years ago. He still looks fantastic. Good for him. So this one took place in 1957 in Los Angeles. Not even possible. Nobody was alive then. 1957? Too long ago. Nobody was alive. I'm pretty sure my dad was born in the 50s. My mom was born in 54 or 56. I don't know. He's old as fuck. Anyway. <laughs> We talking. both put our hands in our head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> both of us. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> My dad's like 66, 67. He's old. Anyway, so this was Halloween night in 57 in Los Angeles. These bitches went to bed because they were like, yeah, we're done with trick-or-treaters. Like, we're just going to go to bed. Like, how old were you? Did you go to bed during trick-or-treat? Did you go to bed after trick-or-treat? Like, how late was this? You know? Like, I want to know. So then, in the middle of the night, their doorbell rings. So Peter gets out of bed and thinks, huh, there must be some more trick-or-treaters out there. What? In the middle of the fucking night? Actually, there was no deadline for trick-or-treaters Okay, back fair. in the day. I remember that in high school. We would go for three or four hours till all the lights turned off. Yeah, but at what point do your parents expect you home? Not not early on Halloween, I'll tell you that much. Like middle of the night? Sure. Because like not? middle of the night is like three in the morning. No, that's that's the middle of the morning. That's the middle of the night. No, middle of the night is is like midnight. Okay, my parents would still expect me home by midnight on Halloween. Yeah, not, yeah. Okay, cool, great. So middle of the night, this fucker thinks, oh, hey, there's more trick-or-treaters out there. Let me take this bowl of candy to my front door. 
what? That's well, a I mean, thing back then. It's a thing. Uh, after I go to bed, that candy is mine. No more trick or treaters. I'm eating it. She's too young to understand. She I really am. Is. I'm also too selfish, and I just want all the candy for myself. So anyway, <laughs> this bitch wearing a mask raises her hand and shoots him. Like, here's innocent little Peter. Like, huh, I have candy. Here's your candy, trick-or-treaters. And this bitch is just like, bang. Well, he was probably handing out toothbrushes. He was probably handing out, like, toothbrushes. Fucking deserved it. (laughs) They do deserve that. You're not wrong. I thank the lady that gave my eldest daughter a toothbrush. Yeah, you would. I did. It was very thoughtful. Well, yeah, as a parent, that's fine. As someone getting... And a toothbrush. So the kids were chipped. They got the candy and a toothbrush. Okay, see, now I I can't be mad at that. No, that's why I thanked her. If it was just a toothbrush, I would have skipped the house. And told everyone behind me to skip the house. Yes, it's just toothbrushes. She had. Nobody's created an app yet where you can go and like tell people what houses are giving out for trick or treat. Yeah, the full candy bars. That's the shit. And my mom's plan, too. I always take my kids up there because there's a cul-de-sac with a haunted house. And then the rest of the street is lined with tailgaters. So you can get hot apple cider, hot dogs, popcorn balls. And you can actually sit on that street and eat all that stuff and then go keep going. And they have space heaters lined up. No coming with you? No, you can get beer, too. There you go. It's proper tailgating on Halloween. It's just one cul-de-sac near my mom. I so love I'm going that. with you. Yeah, next year, sure. When there's actual trick or treats happening. Okay, great. So back to my story. Okay. Yeah, so I just wrote a report that there them. might not be a, a vaccine for this shit till like November of next year. Hey, mm-hmm. hey. That was important information. This is a topical podcast. <laughs> we could just keep interrupting her every time she opens her mouth. We've played this game before. That's fine. I'm ready. Let's go. I need more wine, though. So anyway, back to my story. You didn't this stumble. Bitch- you can't drink unless you stumble. That's the game. I think I just saw Brandy's butthole. Join the Patreon to find out. <laughs> New tears coming in November. <laughs> Which one is the butthole tier? <laughs> we need a on hundred dollars a month. Why do you get an asshole pic for all of us? I will send you all of the butthole pics you want for a hundred dollars a month. Which one is oh, the my- feet pic tier? <laughs> no one wants pictures of my feet. They're gross. Hey, there's probably somebody into it. Sound Maiden, I am so sorry. You signed up we're, for this. No, you not. made us do it. I, I'm not sorry. <laughs> we're not sorry. Okay, back to my story. Ready? Bitch shoots So when you're, so when you're betting, the, the odds are, if you're getting plus odds, that means the person, uh, that means the team is more likely to win. So at minus 190, you'd have to bet $2 to win a dollar, basically. I have a whole tit out. <laughs> Okay, so ready? Bitch shoots him. He's dead. Great. Good time. The police then go and arrest this bitch named Joan Rabel, who was having 
having an affair with his wife. I mean, if you're not having an affair with the wife of the dude you shoot, what are you even doing with your life? She was way too excited about an affair. <laughs> I was really what she's doing in her spare time now. <laughs> I was really excited about the affair. You really were. Not the murder. Not trick-or-treating. Just like <laughs> not showing your butthole. Oh my god, this podcast just keeps getting better and better. We're a butthole podcast now. <laughs> We're a butthole review podcast now. Wait, so like, listen, Jake tried to ask me what our podcast was about. I was like, Kat, it's me and Steph talking about serious stuff. And then I tell Kev to fuck off and tell him I'll show him pictures of my butthole. And he's like, I mean, do you actually show him pictures? And I was like, I mean, do you want to take a picture so I can send it to him? Like, no, only I get the photos. <laughs> Brandy's out of shame. She's completely out of shame. I have no shame left. So tell your story. We're out of shame. Okay. Tell your story. Great. Bitch is having an affair. They think that the bitch she was cheating with, Joan, talked another bitch named Golden Pitzer into killing Peter. I need a flow chart for this one. There's too many people. I know. There's way too many people. I'm not sorry you interrupted me too much. Is she having a lesbian affair? Is this what I'm hearing? I'm, I'm a little She's confused. having a lesbian affair with Even a lady better. named Joan. Joan decided then that she didn't like Peter, obviously. So Joan told this later lady Goldine. Later, Pitzer, you got a drink. Oh, fuck me, titties. I'm going to drink my wine. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pet my cat. Okay, cool. <laughs> Someone's going to drive this bus. yes so wait so they um rabel talked goldine into killing peter that's a real karen move it's a total karen move rabel was convicted of second degree murder and goldine was too they were both sentenced to five years in prison but because they were women they got released yeah, women don't commit real crimes. We're too uh we're too kill for that. Fuck that shit. I will murder you and your mom. We need to do a murder photo shoot. You and me you and me, Brandy. You keep sending me those best friend murder shoots. Listen, I wanna do it. I just bought lingerie. Can we do it in lingerie? Is that fair? Yeah, let's do it. When it's a little Fuck warmer, yeah. but yeah, let's do it. I'm in. It's Kevin, will you be the dead body? I mean, I'm already dead inside, so why not? <laughs> All right, so you've got the tr- tri- the love quad thing. Keep yeah. going. The, the quadratic equation. They all got out. And the That's wife it. never got charged with anything. And okay. That's it was terrible. Trick or treat. Trick, okay, bang. Right, and the wife was just like, yeah, I guess my husband's dead now. My girlfriend's in jail. I'll just wait till she gets out. Done. You know that bitch didn't wait till she got out. No, she didn't. Fuck you, eat dicks. You gotta come up with something would. better. Vagina? There I mean, go. I'm also good at that. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go text someone real fast. Kevin, tell your story. Bye. Huh? Oh, going back to last week's podcast about the ghost stories, we missed the worst ghost story ever. God damn it, what was it? The all-female reboot of Ghostbusters. That's my favorite, one of my favorite movies. You shut the fuck up. I knew she was gonna say that, Kevin. You fucked up. You no, I didn't. I stand murder. by it. No, there I was the thing it. on Facebook where it says, um, 
say something true about a movie that everybody else is going to get mad at you for. And, and I wrote, you were like, fucking Ghostbusters! I love the reboot. I loved it because Holtzman is my spirit animal. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, like, like, I'm not against female reboots of movies. I think Ocean's 8 is fucking amazing. <laughs> and you know why it's called um, Ocean's 8? No. It's uh, 40% of Ocean's 11. <laughs> or 60%, whatever that is. Math. That's how they named the movie. It's fucking hysterical. I love that movie. That movie's so good. I've never seen it. I'm going to just sit down and watch it now. Oh, that movie's, that movie's so fucking good. I bought so it. So I watched... Wait, listen to my story because you no, keep no talking. No, no story about watching. we got to tell our, our killer stories. We're already like half an hour in and we are... We got two stories in. We're good. They're both brandies. you got to tell your story, Kev. Fuck you! My story's the best! Listen, Ginger. Okay. Oh, I love you. I watched the um, Highwaymen the other night, and I didn't fall asleep. It's like a two and a half hour movie. No, you gotta watch Hoobie Halloween. That is where the shit's at right now. It's Listen. So Listen, if Jake you're not the original House on Haunted Hill, we can't even have a conversation. I watched that in Bly Manor recently, too. I started Bly Manor, but I'm always home alone, and I'm afraid to watch it alone. I need friends. Yeah. And cuddles. Well, to have friends, you'd actually have to have a decent personality. Fuck you, Kevin! <laughs> he's pulling piggy tails on the playground, I'm telling you. He really is! He's being so mean to me right now. I'm gonna go cry. That's how men flirt. They insult you. It makes you want them more. I don't want you, Kevin. You're oh, making God. me cry. <laughs> Kev, are you ready to tell your story? Tell your story, because I already know about it. Fuck. It's a good yeah. one, too. Can I just dunk on Brandy for a while? <laughs> no, you got to tell your story. You the can keep dunking on Brandy, but it's going to turn into a Brandy's depressed episode, and we're going to talk about my mental health, and no one wants to know about that, okay? Yeah, so, so you better tell the stories. Sherlock, what are you doing? Dying. My cat's trying to open cabinets. Story, I'm going to tell mine. My cat was trying to open a cabinet where I keep, like, cleaning supplies. So, Steph, I'm going to be really, really, really disappointed if you don't tell the favorite, my favorite part of the story, so I'm just letting you know. I'm pretty thorough. I know you are, but I just need you to know that I'm going to be really upset. That's okay. Okay, good. I think I got you. It's fine. Okay, cool. I really don't even need to be here for this episode. Just you two. Kevin. Just have fun. Kevin. No, I want your story. Kevin. Tell your hey, look, story Brandy. now. Well, why don't you tell it, Randy? Then I'll just because you probably did more research than I did, and I'll just jump. I in have literally three bullet points. Yeah, no, 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 no. Three more story. than I do, Brandy. Get to, get get to going. No, because I want to tell the story as a full episode, so you need to tell your synopsis, so I can go back through and tell them how fucked up. All right, you how are. about I tell go. my story to give? Kevin Wait, that was a really big word. Are you proud of me? I didn't I even am. hear it. It's a synopsis. That's not a big word. That's it's a big word for drunk. It's Randy. three syllables. Synopsis. Actually, no, seriously, Brandy, you you get in there, you tell the story because you're better prepared than I am because I'm a piece of trash. So, guys, we had extra three days for this. Yeah, Kevin, I lost my notes. What do you want from me? Okay, fine. Hold on. You can tell me what I fucked up, though, right? Great. Everything. So, anyway, everything in my life. Okay, ready? Are we After ready? this, we're doing yeah. a therapy cast with Brandy. <laughs> all right we don't want to talk about my problems so the night before halloween in 1975 in connecticut where's connecticut? nothing good ever happens in connecticut it's north like, of here 
What state is Connecticut? Connecticut it's right is right under New York. Oh. Isn't it above New York? No. <laughs> That's Canada. <laughs> no, like up until the, like, the right. Okay, maybe. Okay, I'm not a geography major. Just tell the story. Me either. I think it's up to the right. Okay, cool. So, Martha Moxley was 15 years old. And she left her home to go to a costume party. Well, she never came home. No one ever heard from her again. And her mom was like, where the fuck is this bitch? Like, any mother would be when your 15-year-old doesn't come home. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, you good? You alive? You dead? What's happening? But especially, then, it's especially funny because the, the party was right across the street from her house. Yeah, so like, where the fuck did you go? So, bitch was dead. <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> bitch was dead. She was there, she wasn't, didn't come home late, dead. <laughs> I'm missing some found. crucial information. I'm getting there. So okay. she was found, her body was found on Halloween morning. In her next-door neighbor's backyard. Okay, so she didn't get far. I mean, she got to the party, got home, got murdered in her neighbor's backyard. She didn't get home. She didn't get home. She got to her next-door neighbor's house, got murdered, never got home. So, she had been Why beaten to death. a good idea again? I don't know. She got beaten to death by a golf club. Okay. Yes. So the golf club was found in the trunk of the car of the dude that killed her. Okay, so who's the dude that killed her? But dude got away with it for 25 years because he was like, oh, well, anyone could have the keys to that car. And then they, by that logic, they could then get to that golf club and then anyone could have killed her. Wait, who owned... Um, some dude, I don't know, his... Was he the, the neighbor? Or was he just some guy? So he was the neighbor's son. Oh. So, like, the neighbor's son was named Michael Sakel, who was also, he was also 15. 15 at the time. Oh, we both said that, look at us. But, like, he got away with it for 25 years, based I on also, the logic. I think he was also, like, a distant cousin of the Kennedys. He was! I was getting into my conspiracy theories on this one. The Wait, but why? It. Why did he beat her over the head with a club? No one knows because he got away with it for 25 years. And then he was convicted and sentenced to 25 years to life. But... That was in 2002. On, yeah, on, in 2002. But on May 4th of 2018, the Connecticut Supreme Court fucked up and vacated his conviction. In a 4-3 ruling. But Bitch. why? I don't know. Uh, in 2013, he was granted a new trial by a Connecticut judge. So, Kennedy connection, possibly. Anybody? Kennedy connections. And uh, he got released on $1.2 million bail. Who has that money? Kennedy's. Well, you only have to come up with 10%. Kennedy's. <laughs> and the case this year, in 2020, the case was reopened to the public. So, like, bitch, we know who killed her. We know who did it. But because he's connected to the Kennedys, we can't say it. I'm missing some crucial information here. Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode on it. I just needed you to want to know about it. In 2018, the the Connecticut Supreme Court reversed its ruling. 
the day after my birthday and uh, ordered a new trial for him. Okay, so he didn't have a fair trial. They retried him. There was not sufficient evidence to convict him, so he got off. He was acquitted. No, he was convicted, and then the court the court ordered a new trial. Yeah, reversed that ruling. The, the Connecticut Supreme Court reversed the ruling and then reversed the reversal of that ruling. So it's really just a whole bunch of bullshit. It's bureaucratic bullshit. That's how a lot yes. of people get away with some shit. Yes. Bureaucrats. There's a whole song from Futurama about it. And it makes me angry. I mean, I'm really missing details here. I don't have details for you. But if you really want to know and you don't want me to do an episode on it, Morbid did an episode on it. Like a so wait, the Morbid was it a was it a, a, a Elena case or was it what's her face case? It was an Elena case. Oh, so you're missing a lot of fucking information. Yeah, it's a two-parter Elena case, and I'm not sorry. Hi, I'm trash. You gave me that, and there's a two-part episode on it. Kevin said he got the case. I expect more out of Kevin. I don't expect more out of me. I'm a sad, drunk little girl who needs this love. This isn't Kevin's bag. I, I need you. love. Oh my God, you guys. Life has changed drastically for all of us. Everyone's stuck inside, many with kids or pet underfoot, and the uncertainty of each and every day can cause stress beyond reason. So let's take some time to be kind and treat yourself, especially to some happy adult fun time. If you're looking for a book that draws you in and gets your blood stirring, I would like to call your attention to Strands of Solace, rewoven by Cheryl Sukachek. For all of you nerdy witches out there, this story unfolds with the classic feel of a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, an epic quest to recover a magic sword in a vibrant new world brought to you by a truly gifted author. Enjoy memorable characters with complex relationships and some scorching scenes that make it an adult playground. You might need to take a shower to cool down, or can you take the heat? Find this sultry tale only on Amazon and Amazon Kindle now. So, one thing we are missing is one of uh, one of Michael's alibis is that he was masturbating in a tree from eleven thirty to twelve thirty that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he says he was doing. Like that's Is that like the report. little Nikki, the guy? <laughs> Not sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> you need to <laughs> what? Masturbating your tree? Yes. Yeah, that's, that. that's that's, that's one of his alibis. <laughs> he was a pe- he was peeping Tom and masturbating in a tree. Masturbating a tree? What the fuck are you talking about? You wouldn't get away with it. We're yes, trash. Oh sure, okay. And what's funny is, like, two other people testified that they heard him confess to killing her with a golf club. Yup. After he masturbated in the tree? Or did that Allegedly, happen? Yeah. Allegedly. It never I mean, happened. I mean, Don't come for had, me, Kennedys. I'm poor. 
unless you're going to murder me, I'm down. And then somebody else, somebody else says they've heard they heard him brag that he was, and I quote, "I'm going to get away with murder. I'm a Kennedy." Well then, uh huh. We need to do an episode on Marilyn Monroe's murder. I really want to do. Can we do an episode on Kurt Cobain? That too. Yeah, because like he didn't kill himself. Okay, well, that's another episode. Oh, my God. I have an amazing breakdown I need to figure out how to send you guys of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's fucking unreal. Okay, so we're going to do a Kurt Cobain episode. I'm down. Let's do it in November because we don't have anything lined up yet. Have you ever heard or read Kurt Cobain's suicide note? Yes. Yes. It's fucking heartbreaking. Okay. I know. Okay, ready, step, your case, go. No, we're literally going to do Kurt Cobain in November. Do you understand me? That is happening. All right. I need to start doing a boatload of fucking research. Okay, Kev, you spearhead and you tell us what we need to do to back you up. Oh, God, no. Don't put that pressure on me. All right. I'll spearhead and then I'll tell you how to back me up. I'll spearhead. No. No, you'll just give head. (laughs) If you're you're ginger, you are not spearheading shit. Wait. Sober Brandy can spearhead. Wait. wait, Sober Brandy gave us Waco. And gave us a list attorney, and those were heartfelt and intense. Come on, Sherlock. Maybe I'll be sober. I won't Ginger be so sad. is giving me no details. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger is a sad bitch that doesn't leave her bed. I'm still in it. Hello. All right. So Ian's ready for Pasadena, Texas, 1974? Yes. Nothing good comes out of Texas either, except barbecue and the Cowboys. My nephew oh. was conceived in Texas. Okay, so good things come out of Texas. We like Texas. Actually, okay. I'm a big fan of Texas. The Hill Country is amazing. Beautiful. I've never been there, but apparently my husband was there a bunch. It's a great place. Great. Okay, so moving on. Never been there, but the brochure looks nice. Yes. Okay, so Pasadena, in, Texas, 1974. Kevin, shut the fuck up. Sit back, enjoy the show. You know, I have the master controls. I can just mute everybody if I need to. All right, children, get in line. I love how Brandy's telling me off on mute, and you can only see it on Patreon. <laughs> she's, just, she's muted, and she's making faces and saying the things and doing the sassy head bob, you know, all of it, and drinking the wine. Straight out the eight bottle? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost out of wine, guys. Good. Get some water. I so, do hydrate, y'all. <laughs> Halloween night, 1974, Timmy and Elizabeth O'Brien were getting ready to trick-or-treat. Now, fun fact about trick-or-treating in 1974, uh, those were the advent of the poncho or the apron costumes with those horrible plastic masks. I had like a Barbie one, I think, in like the the late 80s. Um, But they were all uh, produced by Ben Cooper and Collegeville starting in 1930. So they survived for like 50 years. Do you know what did them in? There was what? A there was a Tylenol poisoning scare in the 80s, and that Halloween just sent them into bankruptcy because they were like, well, it's Tylenol's poison. The candy's going to be poison. Mm. So they, they hit a dive and then somebody bailed them out, but it wasn't enough. So they, they got sold off. And then you start getting actual decent Halloween costumes that weren't little creepy masks in an apron. Fun fact for you. So lucky for them, their parents were still married because, you know, marriages lasted a really long time. And Divorce rates, am I right, ladies? Yes. 
So, uh, I'm this, never getting married. Well, there was, uh, not Mrs. With that attitude. Fuck you, Kevin. She's, he's not wrong. Listen, I'm, it's fine. Continue with your story. Go. Okay. So Mrs. Diana and Ron O'Brien were their parents. Ron was an optician and a deacon at the second Baptist church. Don't uh, trust him already. Well, my dad was mm-hmm. a Southern Baptist, so like I get it. No, I meant the I know I, I meant the fact that he works on ice. Just, just don't trust him. Okay, but you know whatever. It's spooky season. He's into the trick or treats. My dad wouldn't let us celebrate Halloween when I was a child because he was so like, "We're Christians. That's for the devil." Okay, I actually grew up in one of those households. Thank God that only lasted until I was three. So. they're all getting ready for trick-or-treats. Diana says that she's going to stay home and pass out the candy. So her husband, Ron, kisses her and sets out with the children, and their neighbor tags along with his two kids. So it's just two dudes taking their kids around trick-or-treating. Shit thing is, it's rainy and cold, but you got to get out and get that candy, right? I mean, I can remember running around getting snow, like in snow, wearing nothing. Trying to get yeah, this you better be ready. You better be ready to put on a full snowsuit under your fucking costume. They do that now. I remember. Oh God, I was in fifth grade and I went trick or treating with my best male friend slash boyfriend, uh, Russell, and uh, I was made Marion, but I had to wear my coat over my medieval dress, and I had to, you know what I mean. I tried to put the cape on the outside, and I just looked like a fat Eskimo. It was terrible hated that like that sucked growing up in like pa where like literally i would want to be like the sexy little fucking jasmine but like i'm six i'm not sexy you have no rights being sexy at six but like i just want to be cute in my little crop top and my mom was like put a turtleneck on it's cold outside well, men got to those scare the boys, right? They got the scary masks and you could wear yeah. that with anything. But when you're a girl, those costumes are flimsy as shit if you want to be a princess and shit. And it's cold. Yeah. You don't get to I just want to be a sexy Jasmine at six. Just let me be, mom. Trying to figure out how to get my kids dressed up like ladybugs and princesses with their coats is a hot nightmare. I'm just it really throwing is. it out there. So anyway, it's cold, it's rainy, they're getting the fucking candy, and they go house to house. Now, one of the houses on the street, the lights are turned off, but I remember as a kid too myself where I'd still give it a little rap to see if somebody was just like, oh, my my lights aren't working or something, please give me the candy. But these kids are chilling out on the porch, and then they realize it's taking too long for them to open the door, so there's like no candy. So they start running off to the next house, and the neighbor guy's like, I'll go with them. Ron's like, that's cool. I'll stay and make sure nobody's actually here. Cause maybe it's taken them a while to open the door and give you the candy. So they meet up at the next house. And what happens is like Ron catches up with them with like these five large pixie sticks. And he's like, okay, you guys need to be a little bit more patient because they were home. Look, I got you each one. Right. And as they're trick or treating, one of the 10-year-old kids from the congregation recognizes Ron. So he gives them the last pixie stick that that house had given him. So fun fact about pixie sticks is they originated in 1930 as frutola. And frutola was a powdered drink that you added to a glass of water. But it turns out most kids were opening up the packages and putting it straight to their face. Duh. 
Yeah. So they're like, great, let's just remarket this as candy. And they were rebranded as Fruitzola. They weren't pixie sticks until 1959. And they've continued as pixie stick under Nestle's candy shop. Right. Brand of candies. And mm-hmm. it's also the same premise as the fun dip. Do you guys, <gasps> you guys ever had the fun dip when you were kids? I fucking love yeah. the fun dips. So, so they much. have the powdered sugar. That's technically pixie sticks in the pouch. And then you, they're a little bit more tart because they put the sour thing in it. And then mm-hmm. you lick the sweet stick and then you dip it in the different powders and suck it off the stick. You're basically eating sugar off of a chalk stick. Yep. Yes. And that came Amazing. out of Pixie Sticks. They were marketed together because of this okay. Rutola drink in the 30s, just so you know. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. You know what candy I love that I haven't seen in a hot minute? Huh? Candy cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I used to love those. They were also marketed as dinosaur bones at one point. They're also just fucking chalk. They're, they're so. They're, gar- they really they're fucking terrible, but I love them. Like, you know what? They're, they're basically just eating fucking like tums. I loved when they had the little red mark at the end of them. Like they oh, were yeah. did. Did you know that like in the seventies too, like popular trick or treat candy was Smarties, and then they love like oh, I do too. I had a fourth grade teacher that would give us the Smarties before a test to make us smarter, so we did well on the test. That's adorable. Right, that's so cute, but that's not how that works. No, it. So in the seventies, there also was really popular was like wax candies. So you got like the wax lips Ugh. and those little soda bottles with the liquid in yes. it. Yeah, those yeah. are trash. You know what also was big in the seventies? Why does my password be eleven fucking characters? Eat several dicks. <laughs> Is that eleven characters? Let's find out. Because that's it now. Okay, go. Right, so the candies, right? Mm, almond joy. It's also a fair. It's also a fair strength password. Fucking Kevin. So almond joys were also really popular. <laughs> they are my all-time favorite candy ever. Right, you could have went trick or treating in the seventies and got them. Oh, I love them. And that's also when Hershey start doing the mini bars of chocolate to hand out for. I don't like Hershey's. Shut the fuck up. Oh, I, I will fuck your day up for a crackle. You want to fuck? <laughs> you want to fuck me up? Let's go. I like the Mr. Good bars from Hershey. With Will you kill me though, Kevin? Like, I'm down if you kill me. I'm saying that I will fuck your whole day up for some grackle. That's fine. Wait, what are your guys' thoughts on candy corn? Oh my I god. I love candy corn. Same. It's my okay. all-time favorite. Do you guys know the history of candy corn? No. But I do. Oh my god, I hate you so much. Ready, ready, ready? ready? I'm so excited. So do you know what the flavor of candy corn is? Because it's not just candy corn. Do you know what the flavor is? Candle wax. No. (laughs) Okay. One layer is honey. One layer is sugar. And one layer is butter. Shut the fuck up. With vanilla I love that. Yeah. As a child, I really thought the candles would taste like candy corn. And I've always wanted to try it. Don't you dare. But the original name of candy corn was called chicken feed. That's just not okay. No, no. Well, listen, listen. I thought you said chicken feet, no, and I was feet. not okay with that. Because <laughs> you remember, like, uh, Belle, she'd have the little corn things in her yes. little and she was feeding the chickens chicken feet. But the candy was first invented in the 1880s by the Wonderly uh, Candy Company uh, employee, George Rain, Rain. It doesn't matter. This guy named George. Rainier? Yeah, I'm going to drink. 
Hold on. I'm that. out of wine. All right. So they were the first company to produce it in 1888. Okay. But it was a penny candy. So you could buy it year round. What? Yeah. I want to go back to Who that. ruined that for us? In the 50s, people began to hand out individual containers of, you know, packages of candy corn. And then that made it only for Halloween. Bitches. Yeah. Fuck so the 50s. You can thank the 50s for that. But the, okay. Back to the story. So the kids okay. get home and they have all this delicious candy to pick from. We, we just had options, okay, in the 70s that we would all eat. And um, they can only have one piece. I did this with my kids, too. You can only have, like, That's one bullshit. Shut up. So Elizabeth grabs, like, let's say a sugar daddy, okay? Evan he left us. Where is, oh, there he is. Is he still there? Oh, damn. I was hoping he left. Yeah, my Wi-Fi shit the bed. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was hoping it was you. Elizabeth grabs like... if you want me to. No, I just want you to shit the bed. Damn it, guys. (laughs) I'm not even halfway through my notes. Okay? I'm muted. Should I just not tell detailed stories anymore? I'm starting to wonder. (laughs) All right. So Elizabeth grabs like a sugar daddy, let's say, and Timothy picks that big, beautiful pixie stick. And the shitty thing about the pixie sticks is they get stuck. You guys ever have it get stuck? The pixie stick. So Ron, yeah, but Ron, Ron's all about these pixie sticks. So he helps open the pixie stick and he loosens up the sugar by rolling it in his fingers, and he helps Timmy eat the pixie stick. But um, Timmy's like gross. This one tastes terrible. I don't like this flavor. That's cool. Ron grabs some Kool-Aid to help wash the flavor out of his mouth. And he's like, all right, kids, get ready for bed. But Timmy is starting to complain of a tummy ache. And he runs to the bathroom and winds up vomiting. As he's vomiting, he winds up collapsing in convulsions. And Ron supposedly grabs him, cuddles him until the paramedics arrive. On the way to the hospital, Timmy is pronounced dead. And this is less than an hour from when trick-or-treating happened. So word gets out that this kid dies immediately after trick-or-treating. And all these parents start turning in their candy to the police immediately. Because it's, you know, it's a small place at that time and it it progresses. So it turns out that after all these parents from the community turn in the candy, they found four large pixie sticks that all contained enough potassium cyanide to kill two full-grown adults. That's a lot of cyanide. Okay. Do you guys How do you know- get that much? It's a question. So That's hold a question. on to that. Okay. Where can I get it? you guys know how cyanide kills? No. Okay. How can I get it? Well, I'll tell you later. So cyanide first stage is... Headache, dizziness, increased heart rate, shortness of breath, and then you vomit. So me. Okay, next. So then immediately following is seizures. And then because your heart rate was so fast, it slows down and you lose blood pressure. And then you pass out and you go into cardiac arrest. Okay. Both of these can happen within minutes of consuming cyanide. So because, it's a quick death. Yeah. It immediately. Totally worth it. Okay. Uh, it causes, not for Timmy. Timmy's a kid. Not for Timmy. 
But like for me. But what happens with cyanide is it immediately stops your blood or your body from being able to use the oxygen that's coming in. Oh, good. So you also suffocate. Right. If you manage to survive a cyanide poisoning, if you are lucky, you will have permanent brain damage as a result. Even if you have like a tiny bit. Yeah, you're screwed. Did you know that uh, that is the same poison that they used in Jonestown in the Kool-Aid was Yes. Guess where else they used the cyanide? Where? Holocaust gas chambers. Yep. Yep, cyanide. Fucking knew it. Goddamn. Sorry, Salman, I smacked my table. She's going to get mad at me. She's got to edit all that shit out. Salman, I'm sorry. Kev, do you know... I'm not sorry. Do you know anything about cyanide? I mean... Kevin, Kevin, do you know where I can find it? No. Mm. Can right. you find me some? No. Will you try? If you want to kill yourself, put in your own fucking leg work. <laughs> well, you know what was fucked up is last minute, one more pixie stick was turned into the police. Do you know where they found it? In that congregation boy's hand? Yeah, he had fallen asleep with it in his hands, and he couldn't get it open from the staple that had closed it. So there were five total sugar sticks of death. And in each one, the first two inches were replaced with the cyanide and then stapled shut. Now, I think this is lazy because the big pixie sticks are made out of plastic. All you had to do was melt the top and crimp it with a layer. And it wouldn't have looked like anything. You were fucking lazy if you staple this back shut. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're not wrong. Yeah. So all of these pixie sticks came from that house. And Ron, like the police are like, hey, Ron, where's the house that you got these fucking pixie sticks? And Ron's like, dude, sorry, I don't fucking remember. I mean, we were trick-or-treating, so we went to all these houses. Like, I'm not sure which one it was. And and the police go, yeah, okay, uh, we know you're in shock. Your son just died. However, the neighbor guy that you went trick-or-treating with said it was raining. So you guys only did like two streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they take Ron around the neighborhood, these two fucking streets. And Ron takes three trips of walking around these two streets before he located the house that didn't answer and gave him the pixie sticks. Now, he explains to the police that the door had just cracked open, no light came on, and all he saw was a hairy man's arm coming through the door to hand him the pixie sticks. So they do some research, and the home belongs to a man named Mr. Courtney Melvin, and he was a local air traffic controller. And his alibi is amazing. Do you know the alibi? He was at work? He was masturbating in a tree. Not masturbating in a tree. He was at work. But he was working at the airport. So nearly 200 people who worked at the airport could confirm that he had been at work that night. 200 people. (laughs) That's a really solid alibi. Yeah. So the only people. My new alibi alibi is to be masturbating in a tree. I'm all about that life. Can it be like both of us masturbating in a tree? I mean, then we have each other. Only if it's the same tree. Yeah. Okay. So the wife had been home with her daughter passing out the candy. And what happened was, is they had turned off the, the girl got screwed. Who got screwed? That girl having to stay home 
pass out the candy? Oh, the I young child? She got hosed. She could have been sick, or she could have been, like, really small and tired and couldn't walk too far. Like, they don't... She still got hosed. Okay, fair. But what sucks is, is they ran out of candy, so they turned off the light. Okay? Because they don't want people coming up to the house thinking they had candy. They ran out early. They clearly didn't buy enough. It happens. But the police kind of go, huh. And they're looking for a man with a hairy arm. So it's clearly not the wife or the daughter or uh, Mr. Courtney. So they have to do some more digging. And what they find out is that Ron is in debt to the tune of $100,000, which is roughly... Is that all? Well, it's half a million dollars today. That was 1974. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And it turns out that Ron is shitty at holding a job. Brandy, do you remember how many jobs he had in 10 years? No, I didn't get that much information. Fantastic. 21. 21 jobs in 10 years. The last job he had was being at the optical place. And he had only worked there for about a year, but they were ready to can him because they success they success drink. I'm out of drinks. I got a nice uh, dark cab blend at the moment. Look at you. Box. It's really good. Brandy's currently sending pictures of her butthole to people. <laughs> I have not figured out how to take those pictures. There's so much I have to teach you, Brandy. So much. Hi, I'm not sexy. Hit up five below, pick up a selfie stick. That I'm means really overthinking this. That I then have to wax my butthole. You can just shave and it. And probably bleach it because it's never been bleached and like maybe just bleach it. It's been it's 25 years. It's supposed to be a little pink. You don't want it bleached. You're pale enough. Anyways, so. Okay, cool. The optical place <sighs> suspected him of theft and was about to fire him. Also, his house was about to go in foreclosure and his car was about ready to get reproduced. Drink. Yeah, drink. Repossessed? Yes. Okay. So they also found out in the January of of that year, January, beginning of the year, he took out a life insurance policy on both kids, $10,000 a piece. Then in September, he took out another $20,000 for Elizabeth and Timmy. In the week leading up to Halloween, Rod took another policy out for $20,000 more. So this is about $60,000 total that he had taken out in life insurance on the kids and the wife had no clue. Some of the sources do the math where it's the total amount of death. But in my research, I found $60,000, not $100,000. So it's not enough to cover his debt. Mm -hmm. That's my math. You can come at me. I'm telling you there's a possibility where the math somehow magically adds up to $100,000. I imagine so telling me there's a chance. Yeah. So it turns out that Ron also called the insurance company the morning after he is told that Timmy has died to try to collect said money. Maybe he was just stuck in a well. I mean, Lassie's doing him dirty. <laughs> Little Seriously. Timmy's in a well. Yes. Yes. Cool. All right. So here's the fun part too. Uh, I believe Ron has got to be one of the most sloppy people I've ever met in my life. Duh. So Mr. O'Brien had contacted a local chemical supply company to see what is the smallest amount of cyanide that one can purchase. 
It turns out it was five pounds. And he goes, oh, okay, no, thank you. And never bought anything. The plot is, is pretty amazing. Brandon, do you remember the plot of why this all happened? Because he wanted money. Right. So he was going to. And he wanted to frame his neighbor so he could watch him go to jail. Not quite. So that's what I read. Well, the other three were to cover his tracks. He didn't think that they would suspect him if more than just his children perished from the poison treats. Oh, oh, it wasn't just my kids that died, so I'm not guilty. That's some bullshit. Yeah, that's why he had five. Not only was it for his two kids and the neighbor's two kids, but then one random kid he found on the street. That's some bullshit. Yeah. You're going to hell, and I don't even believe in hell. Well, he got arrested on November 5th, so it only took them six days to figure this out. Not even. Good. And he got arrested on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Of course, he pled no guilty. And the court, not guilty. No guilty, not guilty. You said no guilty. I'm not guilty. Take your pick, okay? Negative on the guilty. (laughs) And the case had to go to trial. So there's some fun people who got to testify at his trial. A chemist testified that Ron had contacted him. This is how long he was planning this. Contacted him in the summer of 1973 to find out how much cyanide one has to consume for it to be fatal. How much is it? I did not look that one up. If you want to Google (laughs) it, go for it. I just didn't want to be uh, liable. Okay. Mm. A chemical salesman testified that Ron approached him. How does one go about purchasing cyanide? There's with money. Yeah, there's no Google for that. Okay. So, like, so how does one do it? Again, with money. Yeah, money. So I don't want to be liable. <laughs> so his friends and this podcast has made me so happy that I have a VPN. <laughs> What's a uh, VPN? It's a private thing that they can't track. Oh, so friends and coworkers also reported that Ron was unusually interested in cyanide in the months before Halloween. Duh, he was planning to you kill his Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. You don't fucking tell people that. You keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> Kevin. Do you know that they never found exactly where he had purchased the cyanide from? What? The dark web. There was no internet. There's no dark web. That's why it was the dark web. There was no dark web. Aliens. Aliens. He bought it from aliens. Demons. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it might have been. Might have been aliens. Might have been aliens. So guess. I might need to do my hair like bird hair guy here one day. <laughs> do it. Okay. So you know what really clinched the case? If this wasn't enough. Um. What his dead son? Aliens. Then the 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 the, the thing that did him in is that Ron's sister and brother-in-law he was talking to at the funeral and he said that he was why am i glad that little shit's dead damn fuck you kevin that's fucked (laughs) well he said he was planning on using the money to take a nice trip and buy the family nice things i mean same but you don't say that but that's that's even more sloppy okay you take out insurance policies to cover your debt you don't even take out enough to cover how much you owe and then you do all of this just to take a nice vacation and buy the things. That's a really like sloppy intent to murder. 
She's on mute. Does she know she's on mute? Probably not. You're planning on your own child. You're not not sloppy. You're a fucking trash monster who needs to die. So, like, I expect nothing else. And this and this is coming from our resident trash monster. Yes. But it's just, it's inconsistent. You're going to kill your kid for insurance money to cover your debt. And then instead of using the money to cover your debt, you're going to go take a nice trip. Yes. So it makes the murder even more senseless in my mind. Do you know what the defense used for him? Aliens. Well, apparently there's been urban legends for years about a mad poisoner, right? We hear this every year. Candy is laced with deadly substances or razor blades, and it has been out as long as people have been trick-or-treating. But the shitty thing is, is like this actually never factually happened until Ron put the cyanide in the candy. Fucking trash monster. Put the lime in the coconut. I love this part, though. Okay, in June of 1975... It took 46 minutes for a jury to convict Ronald on all accounts and 71 more minutes to convict him uh, or to sentence him to the death penalty. Okay. March 1931, or no, March 31st, I'm going to drink. March 31st, 1984. Okay. It took that long for him to get a lethal injection. He had so many stays of executions, it took nine years to murder this motherfucker. This is my Listen, there's nothing wrong with my internet, Steph. We just lost you for Steph, all Steph, you were just that. frozen for like 30 seconds. It says my internet is unstable. That's Like my mental health. Hey, my <laughs> That's why we're doing the podcast. Like, hi, guys. So what did you say was hey, your buddy. favorite part? Because I know what my favorite part of this is. I'll get to it. Just please don't interrupt me. You can celebrate as soon as I say it. Okay. So as he's being injected, 300, 300 demonstrators were outside chanting trick or treat and yes! candy at the <laughs> protesters who opposed the death penalty. Yes! That's my all-time favorite part of this entire thing. That's what makes it. Trick or treat, motherfuckers. Here's Candy. <laughs> you want to make this fucker live? I'm going to whip some whoppers at your head. Why would that be Ooh, us? I'll fuck with some whoppers. Why would that be us? <laughs> oh, I fuck hardcore with some whoppers. They're like, hard and they're delicious. Okay? So you eat some, you throw some, right. it's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> Steph and I would both call off work to just throw candy at a bitch and yell trick or treat. <laughs> well, do you know what was also funny? Yeah, what? Listen, if you're not using air cannons to shoot this shit, you're fucking doing it wrong. God, <laughs> Kevin. Actually, I'm sure in like the 80s they would have a t-shirt cannon, right? Like they, we could probably. Oh yeah. Or we could use a potato gun. Ooh, I'm Slingshot's a potato. <laughs> trebuchet. A what? Oh, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, there's a giant. Yeah, but I want it yeah. to like shoot you directly in the eye from like five feet away. <laughs> no, I think a trebuchet would be more Treb- fun. Yeah, we need that. I believe. So you know that this you know? Act- look. Do you know how present this horror story is even today? Yeah, because we check our children's candy. No, do you know what happened last Halloween? No, I don't. Fuck you, Kevin, because you don't have children. I don't have fucking right. I, do. I didn't know this either. I looked this up. I use protection, a fake name. <laughs> 
There's one in my trash can. You know what I should hand out for Christmas or for Christmas? Sure. Christmas, Halloween. Do you know what the most underrated sexual protection item is? What? A fake name. A dental dam. A what? Exactly. Okay. Hold the fuck up. A what? A dental dam. What? How does that? What? (laughs) A dental dam is like a female condom. Okay. It is a thin piece of film that you place over the vagina in between the labia and it transfers heat and wetness, but it protects you from any potential STDs because you can acquire herpes by performing oral sex on another girl if she's in the middle of her outbreak. So they actually use this thing called a dental dam. So if you're with an unknown partner that you can properly eat vagina with the same safety of having sex with a condom. Yeah. Underrated. Most people need to know what the fucking dental dam is. Okay. Be safe. Make good decisions. I hate condoms. I'm not going to lie to you. Dental dams are fun. They're interesting. Condoms suck ass. Look. Okay. So last year in 2019. Okay. This story prevails. All right. Okay. (laughs) Somebody on Facebook made a meme about checking candy for THC edibles. Yeah, okay. no one's going to give away their edibles for free. Right, but because the meme was so popular, a local news station reported it as fact. Oh my fucking god. So everybody was freaking out in that community checking candy for THC so their kids didn't get high. That shit's expensive. Nobody's putting THC gummies okay, in their uh-huh. bags. Because I got high. No one high. is giving your kids edibles for free. I know. I was going to go to class. But then I got high. All right, guys. That's the end of my tale. I could have cheated and I could have passed. But I got I'm high. so proud of your tale. Did, where, did I satisfy I'm all the details? You did. I, I just wanted Kevin stop fucking singing. I, I swear high. to Jesus. I'm going to murder you. Your cats. Hey, your alibi uh, is that you're masturbating in a tree. Yes. I mean, listen, I might just do it. I'm, yeah, life is hard right now. Hi. Well, Kevin, do you have a weird but true to, to distract Brandy from, or Ginger really from being emotional? I really need to start pulling these up before the podcast. Do you want to know my weird but true? No. Good, because I don't have one. I know I have it here. Somewhere. You guys are all so disappointed in me right now. I'm disappointed in Ginger. And like, let me ah. tell you, I'm disappointed in myself because like, uh, sober Brandy is going to hate not, Ginger tomorrow. Okay. No, she won't. Yes, she Brandy will. doesn't get hung over. There's going to be so many. Regrets. I'm not disappointed. Uh, I'm not disappointed in Brandy because to be disappointed in somebody, you have to have like standards and hope for them. Kevin, why do you hate he expect better from you? <laughs> like, like, why do you hate me? I'm depressed. I don't hate sad. you, Brandy. I love you. Like, we need to have a real talk. All right, what's our weird but true, Kev? Come on. Yeah, Kev. Okay. The Flintstones were the first married couple to be shown sharing a bed on TV. Because of the Hays Code, couples were not allowed to be shown sharing a bed. But since the Flintstones were not technically human, they didn't break that rule. Oh, I Love Lucy did that. They had their own beds. That's amazing. Yes. I love Dude, that. Dude, I want my own bed. 
Cavemen are allowed to sleep in their own beds. Dude, you're in your own bed. Yeah. Can we bring that back, though? Like, when I get married, I want my own queen-size bed, and, like, you can have your twin bed in the corner. No, don't joke about that, because me and my husband had to sleep in separate beds, and I was not happy about it. That's gross. You can come have sex with me, but I don't want to share the bed with you. I don't want kicked in the face. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean... Like, I need you to understand that I have 12 pillows on my bed at all times, because I barricade myself in like you would a child. With pillows down the side, so I don't roll out of bed. What a buddy, you got this. There's plenty of room for you. Jump on up. Hey, Kev, pick a non-offensive dare between seventy-six and ninety-four. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate, so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy@gmail.com. at com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. 85. Between 76 and area. No. Kevin must pick a new number. I'm not accepting any of Ginger's numbers. They're invalid. Kevin! You are not allowed to choose 85. You must pick something else. I will not accept it. What's my range again? 76 to 94. Pick 92. Uh, 92. 92. 92. All right. So 79 for our Patreons. 92. Is to try a new form of exercise. Ew. That's, I'm sorry, y'all. That is fucking trash. Delete it. Delete. Delete. Nope, too late. Kev picked it. Brandy, <laughs> anal counts as a new form of exercise. I can't take a picture of that and send it to the Patreon. Well, you could. I mean, new tier, guys. New tier. Listen, I would need consent from the other person, and I don't think I can get that because that's not acceptable. You know, not all anal involves two people. There is something called do it for the content. I'm not going to do that to myself. People do it for the content. I already talked about wrenches. Some people jam like bottle cleaners up there or zucchini. I mean, like it's a thing. I love Brandy's face right now. (laughs) She's picturing of a zucchini or anus. So like you can tell. Like I'm thinking about it. Yes, that would probably feel really good. I'm also trying to think about how I'm going to explain this to the ER when I go there and it's trapped. If you do it right, (laughs) damn near kill. That's too where are you getting a zucchini that small? 
Listen, your butthole is a vacuum and it just sucks things in and I'm scared of that. And then you just push it back out. That's what it's designed no, to do. I People don't shoot like ping pong balls out I of there. I don't like to What? The who the fuck shoot ping pong balls out of their butthole? It's called the internet. It happens on the regular. Where this is you really been? off rails. Steph, Steph, what the fuck are you watching? I'm taking away your I internet. I can send you some things, okay? First you're watching porn with wrenches in it. Now you're watching people shoot ping pong balls out their butthole. You can only watch so much missionary, okay? Like, Listen, some- I'm not saying to watch missionary. I'm just like, why are you putting a wrench in your body? That's not safe. How about a moist tentacle? <laughs> you don't want a moist tentacle in your body? <laughs> Stop. Sure I'm sure alien can help you out with that. <laughs> Brandy is drier than the Sahara right now. You're and I'm very moist. Right. <laughs> I love the idea of this. Like, I want to puke. I want to fucking puke. So on that note, we should probably end the episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. Group chat is going to be popping tonight. Kevin, <laughs> do you want to see my butt pic? It was a really good one. You can barely see my butt. You can show your wife. Group chat tonight is going to be popping. <laughs> All right, so last Halloween episode is going to be on the history of Halloween. I was hoping for something more exciting, but this is what the team has agreed. Listen, what the fuck do you want it to be about? Aliens! Hey, don't put this on me. Hey, don't put this on me. I had no opinion. We're not. I started researching the history of Halloween. I've already started researching alien sex. No, you haven't. You were gagging. Hey, it doesn't have to be tentacles for it to be alien sex. You know how you shut Brandy up? Moist. <laughs> Look, she's quiet. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> this fucking shit has gone off the rails. I want to die. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Brady, moist. <laughs> I promise to be more prepared for the next podcast. Hopefully, I don't lose all my notes again. I got to back this shit. Kevin, hey guys, we're now a moist even- podcast. <laughs> We are a moist reading <laughs> podcast. Cakes, danishes, <laughs> other Sponges. moist <laughs> things, towels, socks, <laughs> cardboard after it's been out of the rain. <laughs> oh, God. I have to stop it now. <laughs> I think Brandy actually threw up. <laughs> We've gone too far, guys. It's gone too far. Oh, God. Have a good week. Okay, bye. Be done. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.